we're going to talk again about valuing, you know, God's blessing. Amen. We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it in a practical way. Not only going to be for you, you know, about 15, 20, 30, 45, 56 minutes, something like that. Not going to be for you long. Do one of those Chris Brown sermons. Da, 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 da. Thank you. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. So, you know, Sunday we, we had a very powerful impartation of wisdom and understanding. And um, we want to not let go of that because the enemy, he's going to challenge you. He's going to stand against you in every area of your life to make sure you don't cross the line with this understanding that becomes a reality in your life. And wouldn't it be good that the devil just would leave you alone just because you're a good person? It'll be, you know, like, just, just leave us alone. <laughs> but it's not going to happen. And I, I learned that the more that you know and knowledge that you have, you count as real, that's when the enemy, he's going to attack you like, no. I mean, you can be praising God and worship him, having a good time, you know, and, you know, manifestations of his promise come in your life. You know what? That makes the devil eat matter. It makes him even angrier than, angrier than before, and he'll come against you because there's a, a level of reality he don't want you to step into. And we have to make sure that we do enter into that, that reality realm because we understand we got to fight to get in. And one of the ways that you do fight to get in is to rest in what God said, amen. You know, instead of trying to, you know, hold it, you know, make it work yourself and, you know, pondering over it. Now you got to say, hey, God, you got this. Why don't you say, say, God, you got this. You know, you can have the most wonderful time and service, serving God and everything, and then you come home, your, your house turned into a hell house. All types of crazy things happen. You know what that means? That something bigger is about to happen next. That's all it means. Even though we are human, we experience, you know, we want to retaliate. We want to be, you know, uh, grab a hold of the humanistic tools and, and respond. But God said, don't respond. I got this, okay? You know, just like, you know, the children of uh, the Hebrew children, when they came out of Egypt, it was amazing that they, were, they, they had the victory. They had the gold. They had the silver. They had the raiment. And they had all these things and, you know, they had their families and everything. And then next thing you know, you know, here comes Pharaoh's army. Now, you got to understand, there's an army behind them. And there's a Red Sea in front of them. Now, the people who saw Pharaoh, watch this now, they didn't see the Red Sea the same time that Moses and them saw. Moses and them saw the Red Sea first. And Moses saw the Red Sea first. Then he heard that Pharaoh and the boys was coming. So he was in a big dilemma, okay? And so this is important that we understand, no matter how big your dilemma is, God is bigger than your dilemma. It's amazing when Pharaoh, when Moses was up against that Red Sea, and he cried out to God, and God, it's just amazing. And God said, why you cry unto me? Isn't that amazing? Like, what? <laughs> you're the one who led us here. Now, we're in this dilemma. We believe in you. We're in this situation. And you're saying, why cry unto me? In other words, he told Moses, what's that in your hand? And God is telling us today, hey, ain't no need to boo-hooing about nothing because you got the power to make it over to the other side. What? Supernaturally. Amen. Somebody say supernaturally. And that's what the blessing of God does for you. The blessing causes you to have supernatural experience in life. Because you have supernatural experience. Look like you're about to go down. Next thing you know, you're on top of the situation. Amen. Because the blessing is going to make sure that you be what? On top. Amen. We have to depend on the blessing and count it valuable because Moses had the power in his hand, but he didn't look at the power. You know, he started whining and crying to God like all of, lot of, like all of us. I ain't say a lot of, but like every one of us in here do. Amen. 
God, I understand. You know, I've been good all week. I yield to every, you know, red, yellow light, you know, and, you know, I, I gave somebody else in my parking space. And, and Lord, I was at work 20 minutes early. And Lord, I don't understand why this is going on in my life. He says, you understand, son, just being good doesn't mean that evil won't come your way. Amen. That's why I gave you the blessing, because if good can take care of you by yourself, then God wouldn't need to give you the blessing. All that you need to do is be good. But he know that we can't be good by ourselves. We need him to help us to be good. Isn't that amazing? So it's important that we understand this vital tool that we have was called. Now you say this tool. I was saying this reality, this power we have called the blessing and that we can totally rely on it. Amen. But see, that's the difficult part is relying on it because we've been so used. We've been disciplined to rely on something else like a paycheck. How you know that paycheck good? It's just a piece of paper with some ink on it. How you know it's good? And the reason why I say that is because that's one time I was working at this pizza parlor. When a, y'all remember a place called Zaya Mall? I used to work at this pizza. It was called the Corner Connection. I used to work right there at a place called the Corner Connection in Zaya Mall. And I got paid. I, well, no, I got a check. <laughs> but I didn't get paid. <laughs> I took that check down to Zaya Avenue to a place called, it was called Crestar, which is SunTrust now. Took it down to Crestar and took it and signed it. Hand it to the cashier, and she looked at it, did something, and she handed it right back to me. And I handed it back to her again. <laughs> I said, what you doing? It's some type of game or something? <laughs> what, are we, what are we playing, the Crestar game? She said, your employer doesn't have any money in the bank. I said, well, I, well, well, I got a check. Do you understand? That check is linked to something. It's linked to a deposit, which there's no deposit for you to withdraw from. And I had to wait another week to get paid. Amen. So you don't want to rely on paper that got ink on it. You want to rely on this paper that has the ink on it. This is your check right here. You can cash it anytime you believe. Amen. And so what I'm saying is sometimes if people not, they don't realize that, you know, what you're so used to having, used to doing, is subject to fail. I used to work for this company called Molens Richmond. And what we did, we made all the machinery for, you know, Laura Lord, Brown and Brown, uh, Philip Morris. We did, we made, we made, we made a machinery for it. You know, it's called the Mach 10, the Mach 8, the 7, all that stuff. My responsibility, if I was the, the, the uh, what you call it, the cosmetic technician, I would take a whole machine that can make, you know, 7,000 cigarettes in about two minutes. My job would make sure that every component of that part, after the mechanics broke it down, it goes into the shop, make sure they sandblast it, they, they put all the chemicals on it. Um, the bondo, sand it down, make it ready, make sure prep, put the chemicals on it again, bring it to me, boom, I bring it to my tabernacle, and I paint, I make it look like a brand new Cadillac. And one day, we went to work, and my boss said, I need to see everybody. And one person was going to call in, and they said, he said, no, you don't need to call in, you need to come in today. So we knew if something was up, and they said, you know, as of today, we don't have any more work for you guys because, you know, by seniority, you guys have been bumped out the way. Even though a person came, they don't have the ability that you have in that position. Watch this now. They still can take your position. That don't even make sense. You know, you've been there long, but you still can't do the job. So how are you going to get the work done? All right, let's, okay, look at this now. And so now we're out of work. Okay, they give us a severance pay and things to that group. I began to praise the God. I, I can't depend on man's system. I just can't do it. I didn't realize that I was depending on the blessing. You depend on the blessing when you do not depend on man's system. You don't know what position our government, we don't know what position 
you know, your, your, your job, the company you work for, you don't know what position they are in. You don't know if tomorrow they could say, hey, you know, you can only get 50 cents out the ATM machine. You, you don't, we don't know what's going on because we don't watch world news. We just watch news, Channel 12. Channel 12 is five years late. <laughs> hey, man, you need to watch the world news so you know at least what's going on in the world before it hits your nation or before it hits your city. Hey, man. And so we, we, the, the world has us blinded to the point that think, okay, keep them thinking this. That everything is all right. Keep them thinking this, that, you know, um, no, this is going to be taken care of. You can live life this way. Next thing you know, boom, that thing dropped on like it, like the stock, like the, um, the market dropped in 2007. It just dropped. But they already knew about that. They positioned themselves, but we didn't get a chance to position ourselves. But some of us did position ourselves and call on bending knees. We pray until God who can answer. Amen. Come on, talk to me now. And it's important for us to understand this, that even more trials and times are coming, but we have to depend on on the blessing got to depend on the blessing it's on the blessing that god's gonna bring us through and god knew that when he put man on the earth he will if he didn't understand the blessing he's subject to limitations amen but while but with the blessing there's no limits on your life ain't that something there's no limit and what i love about the blessing is this is that it'll make you seem so powerful intelligent rich and just it'll give you a great influence. And as you are accomplish, accomplishing something, it's ready to go into the next plan. Amen. The blessing never stops. Amen. And we get the whole entire church mind hooked on the blessing. Man, we'll have so many locations. I'm not talking about here in the city. You follow me? I'm talking about, you know, in other states and in other countries. Amen. We have our own satellite. Because once we get to kicking on one thing, the blessing, hey, I got something else for you guys to do. Because the blessing, once you promote it in the blessing, the blessing want to go to the next level. The blessing is to glorify God using man as his trophy. Amen. To glorify God using man as his trophy as though nobody can stop him. No, nobody. It's amazing. Nobody can stop Abraham. No army, no king, no nation. Nobody can stop Abraham. And Abraham had this strong blessing on his life. Even when he messed up, he was still able to be victorious because the blessing would even also help you in the area of our own personal mistakes. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for that one. Amen. The reason why we don't stay in that mess, because we are already blessed. Amen. And the blessing of God will always help us, give us the strength, the vitality, and the virtue of God to continue to go forward. Right now, some of our spirits may be seem empty or our hearts may be broken, but the blessing of God can repair all that. Amen. The blessing of God will be able to strengthen us and help us to accomplish those things, that those dreams, not to say things, but those dreams that only the blessing of God can accomplish. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Now, we, we talked about Esau and we talked about Jacob. We talked about those two brothers there and how that, you know, when Esau was hungry, he was out in the woods, you know, hunting and he didn't catch anything. It's like working, working. And you can't pay your bills. OK, that's how it was with him. And he came home and he was hungry and he smelled that Jacob was fixing you know, some pottage, you know, some, some, some soup and everything. I think Jacob set him up real good. He knew that boy was going to catch none that day. He made sure that, that thing was hot and ready and the, 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 the scent was out there. And he smelled that thing like a bear. He came on in. He said, can I have some of this? He said, you know, I'm hungry. 
<laughs> it is amazing. And you got to be careful what you're hungry for. That's why the Bible said, hunger and thirst at the righteousness so that thou shalt be fully satisfied, that you be filled. Amen. And so he was hungering after the wrong thing to the point that he compromised the, his birthright, which is the blessing. Because that day and time, the blessing was transferable from person to person, from generation to generation, but a person leading that generation. You follow me? So God blessed um, um, Adam. Then he blessed um, um, Abraham. He blessed Moses. Then Isaac. And, oh, you know how the story goes. You know, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, then Moses, and so on. He went on that way till he get it on all the people, until all the families of the earth be blessed. And so now we see that Esau, he is hungry. And he said this in his own words. He said, what good is this birthright going to do me? He said, what, what profit? He said, it's not even profitable to me. See, and I'm about to die. And he just had, would have known the power of that blessing. And I hear God saying right now, I hear him saying so clear that the world and Christians who walk in carnality are going to see how necessary the blessing is when they see other people walking in the blessing. Amen. It's just like the, the ten virgins. Five was foolish. Five was wise. Amen. And the five that was foolish just played around. They just wasted time and did whatever they want to do. But the five that was wise, somebody said was wise. They made sure that that lamp was filled with oil. It was trimmed. Watch it. And it was ready. And then when that trumpet sound, watch this now. Now they realize they need the oil. So they went to those who had it and said, give us something. They said, you had the same opportune time that we had. But you wasted, you played around, you didn't count it serious, you didn't value this. Now you need something that you could have cultivated all along. Amen. You, listen to me now. You got, you got to listen to me very carefully. And so you, we have to develop the mentality of valuing that what we all have equally. Amen. I don't have it more than you have it. God distributed to us all. We, all of us in here is blessed, but it all depends on what reality, what realm you're not going to live in. Uh, my wife and I was watching this movie um, last night. It called Iron Fist. Everybody ever seen that before? It's a Marvel thing. Okay, it's called Iron Fist. Okay, now, some of y'all can relate. I just got something. Watch it now. And they was trying to tell him that he was somebody else, but he knew who he was because his, his family that died in the plane crash, but he, he survived, okay? And then, you know, when, when he came back, really, you know, he was barefooted. He, was, he looked like a bum, but the building that was erected like 100, like 70-something stories, he said, that's my building. And they tried to keep that building and that, that company away from him. He said, that's mine. They said, no, but you're dead. You know, they'll try to make him think he was, he was crazy. <laughs> they, they didn't want him to reach his true identity, so they put him in a ward or something to that degree, to the point, try to shrink him down and everything. And then later, the, the, um, the psychiatrist found out that that was truly him. Watch this now. But then he said, but also I am Iron Fist. He said, well, hold up now. Now, you could have been out here, but now, now you who you said you were, we believe. Now you're, now you're Iron. He said, can't be two people now. <laughs> he said, but I am Iron Fist. He said, how do you become Iron Fist? He said, Iron Fist. He said, where did you get trained? He said, there's another rim. He said, there's another rim. He said, I entered to that rim, and in that rim is a culture. And there I learned everything that I can do right here. He says, and when the time come, my fists can become like iron, like power. He said, well, go ahead and do it. 
He couldn't do it at that time because they put so much drugs in him. Same thing the world is doing to us now, putting and religion and tradition doing to us, putting so much what? Doctrine and drugs on the inside of us. That you can't tap into who you really are, who watch it exist from that realm. And then they was going to take him and they was going to beat him, but he refused to give up his identity because he knew who he was. And he chose to stay and he, he forced himself to tap into that realm. And time they was about to strike him, boy, he, that's no, he tore him up. Let me just, that's all he did. He tore, he tore, he tore him to pieces. Amen. That fist lit up with, with iron fire. He just, he just touching people. Boom. And he just flying out the way. But he got that power from another realm. You and I are not successful based on this realm. We're successful based on another realm, a heavenly realm. He's God said, I have blessed you with all spiritual blessings, well, and heavenly places. But you got to enter to that realm. See, other people say, well, let me, how can you get there? Now, you got to get there by faith. You got to, you got to get word on it. And a lot of people don't know that this realm actually exists. Amen. This, and we can enter to that realm through prayer. We can enter to that realm through confession of the word of God. And by believing, it is so powerful. He said, if you can believe from that realm, he said, and all things are possible. And that's what the blessing does. The blessing makes all things possible. And I want you to understand this also, that the blessing is what is, what I can say, is um, irreversible. Once you got it, you got it. Whether you're going to use it, you got to choose it. It's up to you. Amen. See, it's not like, okay, God take the blessing from you. No, he, you still have it. All depends on how much experience you're going to have with the blessing. And the way you have that experience is based on the words that you choose that's connected to the blessing. Remember in songs, we talked about how the man, you know, he, he, he kept on um, um, saying cursings. No, that's, that's not saying you blanket or blank. He was just saying things that are negative, like, you know, you get on my last nerves. I, I, you, know, uh, you know, I don't know what to do. You know, I, I, uh, every time I turn around, something bad happens. That's cursing. They don't excel you in life. They put you in park or put you in reverse. And he said he delighted himself not in blessing. See, so he said since he don't know what to see out of his mouth, he said let what is good be far from him. So one of the ways that we tap into that reality is with our words. The way we stay connected is with our words. Amen, because that's how, you know, Isaac blessed his son. He blessed him with words. Amen, that's how you bless your house, with words. That's how you bless your body, with words. You bless your mind, you bless your, your finances, all that you bless with words. Amen. Matter of fact, you know, when people truly understand tithing, they understand that after you do give 10 percent, after you do give an offering, words are necessary after that. Watch it to tap into that that realm to manifest that all things are now possible. Some people say I gave something, but when it going to happen, I don't see it happen. No, you understand. You ain't finished tithing. You just gave it. You understand. You just gave it. You just gave it 10 percent because you gave the tithe. But tithing is saying this, that God opened me the windows of heaven and pulled me out a blessing. There ain't room enough for receiving. Each time I say that, watch what I'm doing. I'm expanding my square footage capacity to receive. I'm expanding myself. So I have to keep saying that. I have got to keep saying. Matter of fact, you're supposed to do that before you come to church. Amen. Because when you get it is when you're supposed to do it. Amen. I hold it up at home. And when I come here, I'm just participating in a corporate tie. Amen. But once you get it at home, you're supposed to do it when you're at home. You, you put that 10% off or whatever it is that, you know, in addition that God has given you, enlarge your heart to do it. And at home, you begin to pronounce the blessing. 
Amen. The windows of heaven are open. God, I thank you. And get your little dance. Even though you don't feel like doing just do it anyhow. Amen. You're going to move to something. Amen. Just go ahead and get your little dance, little, 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 little leg or something moving up in there. And, and put some reality of that in your house. Because sometimes we come to church, we pretend because we don't want to look like a sore thumb. Because somebody's going to see that you ain't praising God. Amen. But when you praise God at home, the devil says, okay, now we can't do all that we used to do. Because now they brought the power of the sanctuary to their house. You follow me? You brought the power of the sanctuary to the house. See, so we can't bless you. Hallelujah. They did get a hold on. Just, 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 just whatever. Just, uh, uh, you, can't, you can't be doing that when you get home. Because that's, <laughs> that's your Jerusalem. Amen. Because that's where you really need a blessing to perform. If you have patience here in church, you got to have more patience at home. Because really, that's where the patience was cultivated from at home. So if you don't have no patience at home, but you got patience at the church, you really don't have patience. That was pretend patience. You were just doing it for the time period before the buzzer go off and time to go home. But not in this church. We're not like that because at home we practice patience. And, you know, in this church, the members here, we praise God at home. We thank God at home. We have an e-na-na and a sha-na-na and a lifting of the hands and a praise of the Lord at home. Then we bring it to church. Amen. We bring it to church corporately because you can't do it. You can't, you can't really do it if you don't have it. And the way to have it, you have to do it at home. Can I get a witness? Amen. That's so important because these are simplistic, practical things to do to make our life powerful. Amen. Walking in that blessing. Abiding in that blessing. Some people like arguments. They just like their life that they ain't good. Now they're fussing at somebody. They got the fuss. What you need the fuss for? All they do put stress on your heart and then you won't go and pray. God said, you stop doing that. You don't need to pray about this. Poo. Amen. You won't have to do that. Amen. Oh, Lord, where, where am I going with this? Amen. I hope I'm making sense with something. See, there's certain things that we just, we just have to do. And we have to do those things at home. Because the true reality of what you're dealing with will never be accomplished until you bring the true reality, which is God's word, into that reality and swallow it up. You follow me? You got to swallow it up with God's reality. And this is the way that I choose to live. Amen? If you go out in public somewhere, you feel like everybody in public, you're in the wrong realm. You got to go somewhere and say, I, I'm around here, but I just don't fit in this. People ain't thinking like I'm thinking, and they're talking like I'm talking. They don't, you know, it's amazing how everybody could be so kind this time of year. I was in Starbucks. You know, I got to do um, morning service and everything. I was in Starbucks, and a lady, she wanted to tell everybody, Merry Christmas. And some places, they, you, you're not even allowed legally, if you employ you there, to say Merry Christmas, unless somebody say Merry, a customer say it to you first. And then you can respond because it's called customer service. Ain't that crazy? Really, it's not Merry Christmas. It's Merry Christ Mass. I mean, but anyhow, I watch this now. So look at this now. So she's telling everybody, Merry Christmas. And then she come up to me. And Merry Christmas to you, too. I said, thank you. Can we do that again next week? Can we all be kind and hold the door open for everybody and be generous? Can we do that next week? Amen. We see, see, we don't want to be kind under a spell. We want to be kind because that's the fruit of the Spirit. That's who we are. That's our character. 
are you ready for Christmas? I said, ready for Christmas? I said, man, I'm celebrating New Year's now. Man, what you talking about? I'm not going to be stuck by a calendar. I'm not going to be happy when you tell me to be happy. That's what, basically what I'm saying. I'm always going to be celebrating, you know, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. But, you know, hey, I'm just letting you know, I, I'm, we, in this church, we're going to do Mother's Day in March. We could do it again in May, but we'll do it in March. Why? Because we're breaking that cycle. Amen. We're going to break that cycle. We, we, got, we got to understand. We got to break the cycle. We keep letting the world tell us what we're going to honor our mothers. Amen. So we're going to do Mother's Day in March. And we can do it again in May if you want to. That's all fine. But in March, we're going to do Mother's Day. Amen. We're going to celebrate the mothers. And Pastor Perm going to cut a big old check and give it to all the mothers. And, and Zach. He's going to do He clapping. He's going to do one too. Amen. <laughs> Amen. See, you got to say, if you're going with the current, with the world, you're going to end up where the current is taking you. Amen. We got to change the flow. Somebody say change the flow. They said, what y'all doing? Mother's Day? It ain't Mother's Day. Mother's Day is in May. No, it's in March. And it's in April. <laughs> and it's in January. And it's in February, too. Amen. It's in all the months. Amen. So what we're getting used to is doing what we're supposed to be doing. But if we still have our daily, I got to say, our calendar routine, then we can't tap into the reality of the Christ nature that God has called us to be a blessing to other people. Amen. We don't have to wait until this time of the year to start executing blessings. We're supposed to be doing it all the time. People missing out. Now we want to give. We're supposed to be giving all along. Now, I'm not saying us. I'm just speaking in general because out there everybody's giving. Oh, it's the spirit of giving. Everybody's giving, everybody's happy, everybody's lovable and all this and et cetera, et cetera. You know, but you know what? You know, the policeman still wants you to speed up so you can give to him too. Now, someone might let you go, but they might do that anyhow. But what I'm trying to tell you right now, let them not control us being happy and giving. You ought to be such a giver that you, you need counseling. <laughs> Sir, I talk. I said, God, you got to help me, Lord. I said, you got to help me because every time I turn, I want to do this and that and that. He said, just, just acknowledge me. Just, he said, if you acknowledge me, you know when to give. Follow me? Because I, I get out of control what I want to do, this and that and et cetera, et cetera. You know, because, you know, I, I, I do honor people and, and like, like the bank, our bank. Matter of fact, you know, the lady who had the, the council, who handled our account, she was in there today. I said, oh, this is a great Christmas gift for me just to see you because she was struck with um, the, um, cancer in the fourth stage in her, in her brain, her breast, and her lungs, and somewhere else. And she handled our account. I mean, she do stuff for me like, you know, like, like it's our bank. You know, she only supposed to be going that far. And that church, we sent a letter of prayer, had um, El Loretta fix it up and give her confessions and everything. Let her know, hey, we're with you. Bring them stuff in. And the day I bought them a, a big old 40 ounce of Starbucks coffee. <laughs> I played with you there. I had to do that. Yeah. Amen. I bought on big old traveling thing, a quart. I think it's about a little bit over a quart. Bought that big old jug in there. And, man, just about took all the coffee out of Starbucks and took it in and said, hey, Merry Christmas. And they, oh, I thank you, thank you. Thank you. you know, watch it. But see, I, have, I we do give. And they see us give back to the ministry and other people. They see it. You know, so when we step in there, watch this now. We are not, we're not respected on regular customer level because there's something different about this church. This church loves people. Amen. This church demonstrates giving. Amen. 
And then they could be looking at our accounts and say, this is why their accounts is like this, because they are givers. They are, they bless people. And I tell them, watch them, and every time I go in there to see them, I minister to them on something. Amen. And when I walk in the door, it's a high salutation. Hello, Pastor Harvey. I ain't got that. I ain't got to boast myself. I got, they going to they gonna tell everybody who I am once I come in there. Amen. But the key thing is, is just giving. Amen. You know, if you got a good person, you know, you got a good realtor, you got a good um, insurance person, give to that person because they're partners with you. They help you out through the year. Amen. They are partners. You got a good doctor, give, get, that, get that doctor something. Amen. <laughs> give him a shot or something. Get, get, get a doctor something. Some, but get, just get a doctor a card and say, listen, I know you get paid real good thing, but I just want to say thank you. Thank you for helping me keep my health together. The teachers, thank you. My wife, she got a whole lot of stuff from stuff for teachers and, and kids and stuff. I started getting jealous. Oh, you got all that, all these cars and targets and, and this and that stuff. You don't even use Starbucks stuff. You don't, you don't go to no Starbucks. <laughs> you know, what you going to do with that card? Amen. <laughs> but see what I'm saying? Because people like to say thank you to those who do contribute. Amen. I'm all over the place right now. I'm just going to stop. I'm just, just talking. But let, let me say this now. <laughs> Supernaturally, things are going to happen in our life with great speed. Because the things that God has been so eager about, you know, he's, God said, I'm eager to bless you. God said, I'm eager to do you good. He said, to the point, I'm going to, I lay it down. He said, believe me. He said, surely. Is that something? It's like God is begging us to believe him. Isn't that amazing? He ain't got to do that. He said, you don't want to believe? Then forget you then. You're gone. I blessed the frog sitting over there. But he said, I'm, I'm so eager to bless you and to turn your life around, being merciful and kind to you. He said, I'm eager. He said, I'm going to show you by covenant through my son. He said, what else can I do? He said, I'll give you an anchor for your soul. Be steadfast and unmovable. He said, look, let me, let me be good to you. He said, let's, let's make believing fun. Stop worrying about it. Let me be your savior. Let me be your God. Let me bless you. Because the whole key thing of Jesus coming to this earth is restore God's privilege to bless a man that he lost from Adam when Adam committed sin. It's all about the blessing. Blessing and all through that covenant. Amen. That's all I'm going to share. Amen. Y'all good with that? Thank you for tuning in to the Increase International Ministries broadcast today. We pray that the word of God has richly blessed and transformed your life. To know more about us, you may visit our website at increaseinternationalministries.com or connect with us on Facebook at Increase, capital I-N-T, apostrophe L, Ministries or contact us by phone at 804-658-4896. Remember, wherever you go, may increase in favor flow.